views and opinions on the following program are those of the participants and not necessarily those of KKVV Las Vegas. Are you between a rock and a hard place? Are you not sure if you're a sinner or a saint? Do you think you've lost your salvation? Let me take you to the New King James Version. In the book of Matthew, chapter 18, verses 12 through 14, and Jesus says, What do you think if a man has a hundred sheep and one of them goes astray? Does he not leave the ninety-nine and go to the mountains to seek the one that is strained? And if he should find it, assuredly, I say to you, he rejoices more over that sheep than over the ninety-nine that did not go astray. Welcome to Save the Lost at All Costs. Hosted by Save the Lost at All Costs, Inc. Featuring your sister in Christ and humble servant of the Lord, Nina S. Griffin. Good afternoon, men and women of God, and blessed Resurrection Sunday to you. You are listening to Sister Nina S. Griffin, and I am back. And you have tuned in to Save the Lost at All Costs. Amen. I see you, Brother Dale, and God bless you for that. We're going to open up the phone lines right away. If you are local, you will dial 702-650-5588. Again, if you are local and would like to join our discussion today, have a praise report, have a comment, a question, we'd love to hear from you. That number again, locally, 702-650-5588. If you are calling outside the Las Vegas area, we do have a toll-free number for you. And that toll-free number would be 800-366-8883. I say again, if you're calling outside the Las Vegas area and you'd like to join in our discussion today, please call 800-366-8883. We are being streamed live over KKVV's website, which is www.kkvv.com. Hello and God bless. I just wave to you. We're also being heard simultaneously on 101.5 FM, and we are also being heard on 1060 AM. We are also being streamed live from Save the Lost at All Costs' website, which is www.savethelostlv.org. Again, www.savethelostlv.org. When you go on to the website, you'll see where you can click on to listen live and click on to that. And guess what? You'll be here. We'll be in video and audio streamed by both places www.savethelostlv.org and www.kkvv.com. Hello and God bless. I just wave to you. And I want to be able to thank Minister Rachel Richardson for standing in my steed while I was out of town, being able to visit um, a dear family member, uh, the matriarch of our family, my mom's oldest sister, that would be Marion Lewis. God bless you, Auntie. We love you, and God is doing a miraculous thing. I saw miracle signs and wonders at her bedside, and it was just wonderful, and it was a blessing to be able to go, and more of a blessing to be able to be ministered to by Minister Rachel and her wonderful son, Valentino. Again, I thank them for their obedience to the Lord Jesus Christ and being in great uh, friendship with me in a season called now. So thank you, thank you, thank you. I also like to give a shout out to Tony's house. It was a blessing today to go over there and bring the word on Resurrection Sunday. We had a wonderful 
a group of men and women, babies, children. Uh, they're walking in recovery. God has delivered them. He has touched them mightily. I see uh, miracle signs and wonders happening over there all the time. I'm in my sixth year of doing the Bible study there on Tuesday nights at 7 p.m. Uh, we haven't missed a Tuesday. It's been a blessing. Uh, it's wonderful to have my mom there, have my only beloved son there, uh, his future wife, and uh, my grandson. So it was a blessing. And I also had my uh, wonderful dear brothers and sisters in Christ surrounding me, and, and a special love and thank you to uh, Sister Esther for all her hospitality. She is just doing a mighty work of God over there. Uh, we are blessed. Truly we are. It's, it's just a blessing to serve the Lord. It's a blessing to see what His Word can do. It's a blessing to know for yourself that Jesus saves. Amen? And only He saves. So uh, thank you, God, again, for the opportunity to be your servant and to bring your Word. Amen? So thank you. We are going to uh, get into our discussion today. And our topic is... It is I who you seek. Amen. And this is something that Jesus says. And you'll see it come to life uh, as we get into the scriptures, as we talk about the things surrounding uh, the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. So uh, it is I who you seek. Just keep that in mind. Amen. Because it is going to permeate your life. It's going to transform your life. Because if you realize it is I who you seek, boy, you will be blessed beyond blessed. Amen? And then when you hook up with that desire and manifest that desire, then your life will be forever transformed. Amen? You need to catch that in your spirit. It is I who you seek. Amen? So let's get into it. Now, throughout the scriptures... Um, the promise of Jesus, or the Messiah, has been clearly made known. We can go back as early as, uh, you know, there's over 300 incidents of the prophecy of, of Jesus coming, amen, and dying and being resurrected, amen, for us, amen. So there's over 300 Incidents of this, the prophecy being spoke. So it's a blessing. Now, there are two in particular I'm going to uh, pay attention to. We're going to look at Psalm 22 today, and we're going to look at Isaiah 53. And, you know, when we talk about this, uh, it will clearly make mention when I talk to you about over 300 specific prophecies detailing uh, that of the anointed one. It will talk about uh, his virgin birth in detail. It will talk about him being born in Bethlehem. It will talk about him being of the tribe of Judah. It will talk about his bloodline uh, from King David. Uh, it will talk about his sinless life. It will talk about his atoning work that he did for our sins. Uh, it would also speak to uh, the death, burial, and resurrection. Amen? So, this is well documented. And we want to, like I said, look at Psalm 22. And we're going to look at Isaiah 53. Uh, these are well-known passages. But I want you to understand that when we look at Psalm 22, it 
comes a thousand years before Jesus was even born. Then when we go to Isaiah 53, that would be about 700 years before uh, Jesus was born. Amen. And, you know, this was given so that they would know, his people would know unequivocally that the Messiah is Christ Jesus. Amen. So let's look at it. I want to go first to Psalm 22. Uh, I'm reading out of the New King James Version. And I want to look at a a couple of verses. And um, you probably read this several, several times. But I'm hoping that it will stick out today to you. You know, like I said, it is I who you seek. Amen. So let's look at verse 16, 17, and 18. And the word of God says this. Again, I'm in Psalm 22, starting with verse uh, 16. Then I will finish up in verse 18. Verse 16. For dogs have surrounded me. The congregation of the wicked has enclosed me. They pierce my hands and my feet. 17. I can count all my bones. They look and stare at me. 18. They divide my garments among them, and for my clothing they cast lots. Wow. You know, that is prolific, because when we go into the Gospels, it describes uh, Jesus' crucifixion. And it talks about that they threw lots for his garments. They talk about that his hands and his feet were pierced. Amen? And that, you know... His bones had not been broken. Amen. So it is miraculous. Over a thousand years before he even was born. You know the prophecy is right here. About what they were going to do to him. Now let's go to Isaiah 53. A lot of you may be familiar with this. Uh, as known as the suffering servant. Amen. So again, this comes about 700 years, over 700 years, I would say, before the birth of Christ. So let's look at Isaiah 53. Like I said, this is a classic messianic prophecy. Messianic meaning Messiah, speaking about the Messiah, the anointed one. And the anointed one would be our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. He was the only one. That was the anointed one. Amen. There's been no man that can claim that. Only he can claim that. So let's look here. Let's look at verse 3. And let's read down a little bit. Verse 3. Again, I'm in Isaiah 53 in the New King James Version. And the Word of God says this. 3. He is despised and rejected by men. A man of sorrows. And acquainted with grief. And we hid as it were our faces from him. He was despised and we did not esteem him. Verse 4. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried out sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken. Smitten by God and afflicted. Verse 5, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him. And by his stripes we are healed. 6, all 
we like sheep have gone astray, we have turned every one to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. Amen. Wow, that is just so, so powerful when you look at that and you think about that and you just go, hmm, even before he was born, over a thousand years, over 700 years, so clear, so precise, it could not be talking about anybody else but our Lord and Savior. No one can even come close to that description when you get into, you know, his uh, crucifixion, death, burial, and resurrection. There's nobody that could even come close to that precise description. I tell you, God had it all worked out. Amen? Now, let's go to John 17. And the thing is, Jesus, our Lord and Savior, wasn't anybody that we need to pity. He's not anybody that we need to feel sorry for. He was not weak. He knew exactly what he was doing. He had to do what he did to fulfill the prophecy. Amen. So that we would be able to partake in the gift of salvation. You know, sometimes our Lord and Savior is depicted as weak. Oh no. Not at all. When you come into a right relationship with him and a right understanding, you will see how powerful he is. He has all power, not some power. We should hold our head up high, men and women of God. We have a king of kings. We have a lord of lords. We have a king that died, but he's not dead. Amen? Because he defeated death. There's no sting in death. He can bring us back to life. Just as he brought Lazarus back to life. As Minister Rachel was preaching about last Sunday. He brought himself back to life. Who could do that but God himself? Nobody. It is I who you seek. I being the anointed one, the Messiah, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Who are you seeking? What possibly could they offer you? Can they bring you back to life? Can they give you a glorified body? Can they promise you a home in heaven? With Jesus Christ himself. How much would that cost you? There's not anything a man could do. That could offer you anything like that. It's not for sale. You can't have it. Without the Lord Jesus Christ. It is I who you seek. It is He. And all you're getting, get an understanding about Him and who He is. 
Amen? So let's look. He's making intercessory prayer. He is standing in the gap for all humanity. Listen to the words that he's speaking in John 17, the Gospel of John, the 17th verse. And we're going to start with verse 1. Now I have a red letter edition, so it is in red. Amen? It is fascinating. It is transforming. It is riveting. It is blessing. It is eternal. It is a promise that is real. Because it's from He that we seek. Amen? So let's listen. Again, I'm in John 17, and I'm starting with verse 1. 1. Jesus spoke these words, lifted up his eyes to heaven, and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son, that your Son also may glorify you, too. As you have given him authority over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as you have given him. Three, and this is eternal life that, excuse me, verse three, and this is eternal life that they may know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent for I have glorified you on the earth. I have finished the work which you have given me to do. Five, and now, O Father, glorify me together with yourself, with the glory which I had with you before the world was. Six, I have manifested your name to the men whom you have given me out of the world. They were yours, you gave them to me, and they have kept your word. 7. Now they have known that all things which you have given me are from you. 8. For I have given to them the words which you have given to me, and they have received them, and have known surely that I came forth from you. And they have believed that you sent me. Nine, I pray for them. I do not pray for the world, but for those whom you have given me, for they are yours. Ten, and all mine are yours, and yours are mine, and I am glorified in them. Eleven, now I am no longer in the world, but these are in the world, and I come to you, Holy Father, keep through your name those whom you have given me, and they may be one as we are. Twelve, while I was with them in the world, I kept them in your name. Those whom you gave me I have kept, and none of them is lost except the son of perdition, that the scripture might be fulfilled. 13. But now I come to you, and these things I speak 
in the world that they may have my joy fulfilled in themselves. 14. I have given them your word and the world has hated them because they are not of the world just as I am not of the world. 15. I do not pray that you should take them out of the world but that you should keep them from the evil one. 16. They are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. 17. Sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. 18. As you sent me into the world, I also have sent them into the world. 19. And for their sakes, I sanctify myself, that they also may be sanctified by the truth. 20. I do not pray for these alone, but also for those who will believe in me through their word. 21. That they all may be one, as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that you sent me. 22. And the glory which you gave me, I shall, excuse me, 22. And the glory which you gave me, I have given them, that they may be one just as we are one. 23. I in them, and you in me, that they may be made perfect in one and that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them as you have loved me. 24. Father, I desire that they also whom you gave me may be with me where I am, that they may behold my glory which you have given me, for you love me before the foundation of the world. 25. O righteous Father, the world has not known you, but I have known you, and these have known that you sent me. 26. And I have declared to them your name, and will declare it, that the love with which you love me may be in them, and I in them. Praise God. Wow. That is riveting. Can you imagine the Lord Jesus Christ making intercession on our behalf with such love, such devotion, and just wanting us to be one with the Father, with Him. The Father is in Him. He is in the Father. Amen? You know, it's just so powerful, these promises, this this love, this passion. And there are some that are not his. And he said, I did not lose any of them except for the son of perdition. And he was talking about Judas. Jesus never caused Judas to betray him. Judas betrayed him because that's what was in his heart. Amen. He did not encourage that. Jesus did everything. To love Judas. To care for Judas. He spoke a lot about money. And and hell. And greed. You know because he was. Especially concerned about Judas. Amen. So. We have to understand. 
that Jesus did all this prior to going to the cross. Amen. He set this up. This is a man that's on fire for God. This is a man that has a purpose. This is a man that knows his destiny and is not afraid to face it because death has no sting. Death has no power over him. We as men and women of God ought to get excited about that. He did it for us. Not only did he did it for us, he did it for everybody will know or ever think will know. Amen. He did it for the whole world. We need to hold our heads up. We need to go boldly with the word of God. Amen. We need to reach everybody that we can reach. We need to continue to labor in Christ. What a blessing like this. What an intercession like this. Who else could you be seeking? Who else would go to the father on your behalf and plead like this? Amen. And give factual evidence. He's standing on that. That he is. He is the word. This is not something that can't be done. This is something that is. Going to be done. It is done. Amen. What more assurance do you need? I'm more fired up than I've ever been. Amen. Every time I read his word, it speaks to me in different ways. Amen. It galvanizes me. I know for sure that I'm doing the right thing at the right time. I know that. And I want you to know that too. And we will continue To feast upon the word of God. We will continue to digest the word of God. We will continue to speak the word of God. We will continue to see its manifestation. Its miraculous power. Amen. There's nothing like it. There's no man. That can even come close to this. None. You take the best man that you ever met, that you ever loved, that you ever cared for. And no one can compare to who the Lord Jesus Christ is. The Messiah, the anointed one. It is I who you seek. I being him. Amen. (laughs) It's just riveting. I'm so excited to read the word of God and to see this. Now, let's go over to chapter 18. Amen. So, it has come to the time where the prophecy is going to come true about Judas. And we know Judas is the one that betrayed Jesus. Amen? So, let's look. We're going to go to chapter 18 in the book of John. And let's start about verse 3. Amen? So, let's look. Then Judas, having received a detachment of troops and officers from the chief priests, and Pharisees came there with lanterns, torches, torches, and weapons. Now, let's go over to verse 4. Jesus, therefore, knowing all things that would come upon him, went forward and said to them, 
Whom are you seeking? Can you imagine? Now, he is about to be seized. He is about to be beaten. He is about to have a trial that is unfair, unjust. And he will have the sentence of death pronounced upon him. And the crucifixion was the most heinous way to die. The Romans had perfected it. And for nothing, because he did not do anything. Oh, but he was well aware of what his blood would represent and what his blood would do. So, we are truly blessed. And we need to make sure that we raise Jesus up. To the most high God. Amen. That we revere him. For his love. His obedience. His faithfulness. His sinlessness. His care. His compassion. His eternal servitude. To all that is kingdom. Amen. We need to get excited about that. We need to be on fire with that. So let's look here. Again, we said in the ending of verse 4, Whom are you seeking? Verse 5, they answered him, Jesus of Nazareth. Excuse me. They answered him. Jesus of Nazareth, Jesus said to him, I am he. And Judas, and Judas who betrayed him also stood with them. Verse 6. Now when he said to them, I am he, they drew back and fell to the ground. They drew back and fell to the ground. 7. Then he, then he asked them again, whom are you seeking? And they said, Jesus of Nazareth. Eight. And Jesus answered, I have told you that I am he. Therefore, if you seek me, let these go their way. Wow. He comes forward. He asked him, whom do you seek? And he says, I am he. And when they heard it, they fell to the ground. He says, he asked them again, who do you seek? And they said, Jesus of Nazareth. He said, I already told you. I am he. He says, therefore, you seek me. Let these others go. Talking about the disciples that are with him. We have a call, so we're going to take it. Hello, you're on Save the Lost at All Costs, and God bless you. Oh, praise the Lord. This is Thomas. Hey, Elder Thomas, how are you, man of God? Uh, 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 just fine. Uh, I was listening to your message, and it was just riveting, and it was, you know, just just uh, blessing me. And when you was was talking about when he he went away to prepare a place for us, and when he come again, he will receive us to himself. Amen. I, 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 I look at that, and I see, like, we're the bride, 
and then he comes and he gets us and he takes us to the father and present the father his bride and the father would be so pleased and he would say yes my son Amen. it is beautiful to add us to the kingdom you know and and, and it's just going to make uh, god just so so pleased you know that we believe in his son the gift that he gave us and it, it was just moving to me and Amen. and and you was reading those scriptures mm-hmm. and uh uh it, it was it was just uh, about the fu- in the past about the future Amen. and it, what came to me is uh genesis mm-hmm. uh 3 over there where god when eve our, our foremother he told her he said your egg, which he said seed, mm-hmm. is going to crush the head of, of of the serpent, and the serpent was going to bite his heels, and when that was, it was, I was thinking it's how he was going to just, those spikes was going to go in his feet mm-hmm. and nail him to that tree, mm-hmm. and I'm telling you, you, you just, you just blessed me. I'm going to get off, get off the phone and just let you know, uh, uh, my sister, and for my godly love, I love you so much. Because I'm your brother in the Lord, and we are one, and just you're doing a beautiful job. Amen. Well, thank you. Well, God God bless you. you. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Bye-bye. Amen. Well, we appreciate Elder Thomas's call, and we're so glad that uh, the Word of God moved on his heart. And, you know, he traveled through the Scriptures, and it took him back to Genesis, and uh, he's correct. Uh, God told Eve that he would give her the seed that would be able to crush the serpent's head. Amen. So that's a beautiful thing. And we appreciate that. And um, I want to uh, finish where I was with John 18. Then I want to go back to John 17 and, and point some things out. Amen. So we just finished verse 8 and verse 9 that the saying might be fulfilled, which he spoke. Of those whom you gave me, I have lost none. We just read that when we were in chapter 17. Because Jesus said, I have lost none except the one who's the son of perdition, which is Judas. Amen. And it was Judas's choice to be lost. Amen. 10 says, now Simon Peter, having a sword, drew it and struck the high priestess servant and cut off his right ear. The servant's name was Malchus. 11. So Jesus said to Peter, put your sword into the sheath. Shall I not drink the cup which my father has given me? Jesus says, I'm the one that you seek. I'm the one. You know, I am he. Amen. Here I am. Let these other ones go. Can you imagine how precise Jesus was and how just he was and how righteous he was? They realized his power. They all fell down. It didn't say some of them fell. They all fell. And he was helping them fulfill the prophecy. Amen. He let them collect themselves and he asked them again. Who who, who are you seeking? Amen. He already knew who they were seeking. You have to get excited about his death, burial and resurrection. It is all by design. Amen. Amen. Jesus was born to die. 
for our sins. Because when we go to Romans and we look at verse 6, 23, it says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Jesus Christ our Lord. If you sin, the wages of sin are death. The soul that sins must die. That's it. That's what the word tells us. But guess what? Jesus worked that out for us. And he worked it out with us for us because he already knew that his blood was the only blood that was going to be sufficient. Sinless blood. There was no other blood that could pay for sin. Your own blood cannot even pay for your own sin. There is nothing that we can do in a human form. We just read that it's a gift from God. A gift. A gift. Who are you seeking? Who are you looking for in a season called now? What possibly could they offer you? Everybody is going to die. Everybody. There will be no one who will have the ability to escape death. But you do have a choice of where you're going to spend your eternity. Amen? And some people think by saying the sinner's prayer that they have secured themselves eternity. Not so. That is not the biblical way to secure salvation. You cannot say a sinner's prayer and think that you have secured your salvation. That is not true. And I'm sure you're going to say, well, I need to see that. (laughs) And I'm going to show it to you. Amen. So I'm ready to go. If you're ready to go, I'm ready to go. So. I want you to follow along with me, mark your Bible, highlight it, mark it off any kind of way that you feel comfortable, whether it be a highlighter, whether it be making notes, whether it be writing right in your Bible, you have got to get this. Amen. The Bible nowhere records a person receiving salvation by a prayer. Saying a prayer is not the biblical way to salvation. The biblical method of salvation is faith in Jesus Christ. Romans 10.17 states, So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Hebrews 11.6 states, But without faith it is impossible to please him, for he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him Ephesians 2 verses 8 and 9 state for by grace you have been saved through faith and that not of yourselves it is the gift of God verse 9 not of works lest anyone should boast 
John 3.16 states, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. The biblical message of salvation is simple and clear and amazing at the same time. We have all committed sin against God. Romans 3.23 states, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Other than Jesus Christ, there is no one who has lived an entire life without sinning. Ecclesiastes 7.20 says, For there is not a just man on earth who does good and does not sin. Because of our sin, we have earned judgment from God. Again, Romans 6.23, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Jesus Christ excuse me, in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Let me say that again. Romans six twenty three. for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. And the judgment is a physical death following a spiritual death because our sin and its deserved punishment. There is nothing we can do on our own to make ourselves right with God as a result of his love for us. God, because became a human being again God became a human being in the person of Jesus Christ Jesus lived a perfect life and always taught the truth however humanity rejected Jesus and put him to death by crucifying him through that horrible act through Jesus died in our place though Jesus died in our place Jesus took the burden and judgment of sin on himself and he died in our place amen Second Corinthians chapter five, verse 21 states, for he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Jesus was then crucified, excuse me, was then resurrected. Amen. Jesus was then resurrected. We'll find that in first Corinthians chapter 15, proving that his payment for sin was sufficient and that he had overcome sin and death. As a result of Jesus' sacrifice, God offered us salvation as a gift. He had overcome sin and death as a result of Jesus' sacrifice. Again, God offered us salvation as a gift. God called us all to change our minds about Jesus. Acts 17.30 says, Truly, these times of ignorance God overlooked, but now commands all men everywhere to repent and to receive him as the full payment of our sins. 1 John chapter 2, verse 2 states, And he himself is the propitiation for our sins, and not for ours only, but also for the whole world. The propitiation is the full sin payment. Amen? That would be his sinless blood. Hello, you're on Save the Lost at All Costs, and God bless. God bless you, Sister Nina, and happy Resurrection Day again to you. Amen, and bless Resurrection Day to you too, Brother Roger. Yeah, I've been listening in, and I just wanted to call in before, because uh, I, actually I've been really listening to the message, and I, I just looked at time, got away from it so <laughs> quick, I just wanted to acknowledge that uh, I am uh, listening in. It was a great, uh, great word today. I think it all can be summed up, uh, obviously one of the most read uh, uh, verses and you just touch upon probably in, in, in the history of uh of the word of God again with three sixteen John, John three uh, I'm sorry, three um uh sixteen. You know, you it's all it right. about love. Amen. That's why God 
and that's why Jesus died for us. That's Amen. why Jesus, when he was in the, when he was about to be, uh, when he was betrayed, and that's when he was about to uh, turn, uh, uh, be captured, and that's Amen. why he said, "Let them go." It's about love. Amen. Amen. And that's what the gospel is about. And because Jesus loved us, sirs, that's why we love him. And I love you, sis. That's why I want to acknowledge um, again that I'm listening. Great word. And I love you. I love you more, bro. Thanks for calling in. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Amen. I would agree with Brother Roger. It comes down to love. And the father loved his son. And his son loved us. And subsequently, that love is spread over and over again. Those of us who do the work and the will of our fathers are filled with his love. And by us being filled with his love, we're able to spread that. And it just gets multiplied over and over and over again. And people are able to forgive people for horrendous things. Amen. And they're able to reconcile that. And a lot of people do things to themselves. But when you find the love of Christ. And again, it it comes by faith. It's very important that we understand the importance of faith. Because without it, it's impossible to please God. It's impossible. You will not be able to wait patiently. You will not be able to be a disciple of Christ. You will not be able to serve Christ. You will not be able to understand the things that Christ did without experiencing faith. It is a component that is necessary to be able to partake in the gift of salvation. Anybody can repeat something. Anybody can memorize something. But to be able to go to the cross and to stay on the cross requires faith, hope, and love. And the father had it in his son. And the son had it in the father. And they want it for us. Amen. So that we can have it collectively. When you're in this family. And there's the triune God. God the father. God the son. God the Holy Spirit. You will become unstoppable. In them. Because you are a standard bearer. And you will not want to do anything outside of their will. You don't want to do anything that will not bring glory to them. You don't want to do anything that would cause shame to them. It is so wonderful when you truly have that relationship. It is I who you seek. I is he. Seek him. You're afraid to die. You need not be afraid to die. You're afraid of sickness. You need not be afraid of sickness. You're afraid of being destitute. You need not be afraid of destitution. You may not understand that. 
but you have nothing to fear in Christ. He paid for it all. And he's here to represent the power of all creation. He was there in the beginning. He's been with us always. Who else can boast that? Who else can say that? Who else has a testimony that says, I've been with you before time began? Who has that testimony? Nobody. He says, I have come to do the work and it is finished. I have glorified my father so my father can glorify me. Amen. And then the beautiful thing is, is that when we go back over here to John 17, I don't want you to miss this. I need to make sure that you get this. And John 17, he says something so prolific. He says, when we look about, Verse 21, let's look at that. It says that they all may be one as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that you sent me. 22, and that the glory which you gave me, I have given them and they may be one just as we are one. 23, I in them and you in me, and they may be made perfect in one and that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them as you have loved me. Wow. I am so overwhelmed. That Jesus has thought of everything. Amen. And that he is so obedient to the father. Oh, we have a mighty king. Amen. A mighty king. There's nothing like him. Nothing. And it amazes me that. We are still seeking, still looking, still searching. And yet we all want to have eternal life. Where there's only one way that we can get it. Amen. Now we're going to go to John 5 and we're going to look at verse 39. This is it right here. If I could sum it up, this would be it. John 5 verse 39. And this is Jesus speaking. Again, I'm in the New King James Version. You search the scriptures, but in them you think you have eternal life. And these are they which testify of me. 
It all comes back to Jesus. Amen. Let's read it again. John 5 verse 39 it says you search the scriptures for in them you think you have eternal life and these are they which testify of me. Wow. Let's look at verse 40. But you are not willing to come to me that you may have life. 41. I do not receive honor from men. 42, but I know you that you do not have the love of God in you. 43, I have come in my Father's name and you do not receive me. If another comes in his own name, him you will receive. Wow. There's no other way to the Father but by Christ Jesus. Amen. Salvation is a gift. But we must demonstrate faith. Why are we praying to a God that we don't believe in? Why are we trying to get to God our own way? There's no one else that has died for you. But the Lord Jesus Christ. It is here in the scriptures. We have a few minutes and we have another caller. So we'll take it. Amen. Hello. Hello. You're on Save the Lost at all costs. We got about a minute left. Hey, praise the Lord, Pastor, Pastor Nina. Uh, uh, I'm si- going to call si- you and tell sis- you that I'm Sister so Nina. It's Sister Nina. I'm not a pastor. <laughs> Sister Nina. Sister Amen. Nina. Amen. Listen, man, I'm so grateful to know that you're in my life, that you have really influenced, encouraged me with the Word of God. My life has truly changed because, you know what, you come with nothing but the truth. Happy Resurrection Sunday to you and all the followers. Amen. God bless you and your family. I love you all. We love you, you more. Continue the good work. Amen. Thank you, with Brother lo- Charles. With love. All right. We love you more. God bless you, brother. All God righty. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Amen. Well, we appreciate that call. And as we say over here, save the lost at all costs, and we love you, and God bless. It is our humble prayer that the Most High God of all creation and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, continues to bless you and yours without cease for tuning in today and supporting this great move of God with your generous donations. Save the Lost at All Costs is a Holy Spirit-filled, live called-in weekly radio ministry that has been airing since 2005 and serving in the greater Las Vegas community. We can be heard every Sunday at 3.02 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on Las Vegas his very own Christian Talk radio stations, 1060 AM and 101.5 FM. Also, we are audio and video streamed in real time during our live broadcast at www.kkvb.com and our website, www.savethelostlv.org. If you would like to re-listen to a previous broadcast at no charge, make an online secure donation, or learn more about our ministry, please visit our website at www.savethelostlv.org. If you prefer, you can mail in a donation. Address it to Save the Lost at All Cost, Inc., P.O. Box number 335852, North Las Vegas, 89033. Again, our P.O. Box number is... 
833-5852, North Las Vegas, 89033. All donations made to Save the Lost at All Costs, Inc. are 100% tax deductible. For more information, please feel free to call or text us at 702-219-6882. Again, 702-219-6882. We would like to thank you again. Remember to remain in Christ. Stay prayed up, tune in, and don't forget to save the lost at all costs, no matter what.